your suffering, it's worth repatterning. It doesn't matter where the conflict arises. It doesn't matter if you think you're right or you think you're wrong or you think the other person's right. It makes no difference. If the if you're feeling uncomfortable, if there's any form of anxiety or upset or anger or fear or anything like that within you, then it is so worth it to just say, oh, it's a pattern and I can change that pattern. And then let the optimal pattern take care of what happens next. But wait, there is more. Yes, there is more because you're going to hear me today as I drill down in asking these tough questions as far as when, where, how all of this is going to be unpacked today as you listen to your delightful host the great interviewer himself the one who is able to drill deep and ask the right questions because not everybody can do this only your trained and extremely talented and delightful podcast host like myself can do And that's why you're going to stay tuned because you're going to get what it is you come from. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend. My friend, my friend, my friend. We did a street Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Feedspot. And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I Got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we have a special guest who is going to take us on a journey. And she is going to unpack around the brain. But don't be alarmed and thinking, oh, this is a science class. This is a lecture. My friend, Trust me on this. Our guest, Adele Spragan, is going to walk us through how you can understand your brain better in 
context with how you work, how you interact, how you become better, make better decisions, have better relationships, work better. I mean, imagine, imagine all of that in one episode. It's all compacted and I'm, you're in for a treat. That's all I can say. You're in for a treat. So today I want you to sit back and put your seatbelts on to listen to this show. But before we get there, I want to say thank you for taking the time to be here today. If this is your first time, we thank you that you made your way and found your way to the Kings of Grant show. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future releases of the the show itself, right? So make sure you subscribe to the show. So thank you for being here. If this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, umpteenth times, thank you. I do appreciate that because you know this. From the, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you sharing this show, commenting, reviewing, re- and rating on the show. I do appreciate that. This show is being successful because of you, and it could not happen without you my friend. So thank you for being here from the bottom of my heart. As you may, if you could see me now, I'm like, you know, that's it. I'm thumping my chest. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so thank you for being here. And my friend, this show has been brought to you by Kingspire Communication, where we help leaders become, get better results in the areas of better relationships, better decision making, and better work performance so that the environment the work environment can become better in engagement, where people are more engaged, where you have higher productivity, and where you have higher retention of your best people. That's what you'll get through the Kingspire communication. You can head over to kingsleygrant.com, kingsleygrant.com, and connect with us and so that we can decide if we are a good fit to work together in coaching, training, or keynote speaking. So that is where you go, kingsleygrant.com. My friend, without any further ado, would you put your hand together and help me welcome to the show none other than Miss Adele Sprager. Thank you for joining me on the Kings of Grant show where emotional intelligence and leadership skills intersect. This show is designed for leaders who want to know what works and what doesn't work in today's workplace. And to help us do that, we have a special guest on the show today. Her name is Adele Spragan. Let me tell you a few things about Adele and we'll fill in the rest as we go. Adele is an award-winning author as well as an international speaker and trainer. As a behavioral change expert, she explores topics that illustrate the potential of the human brain at, and its ability to make optimal choices that reduces conflict and achieve goals in all areas of life. It's all in your head, she says. And that's a good thing because with the right brain pattern, most any problem can be overcome. Join on the most recent findings in brain research along with inspiring stories of breakthroughs and triumphs from her coaching clients, Adele demonstrates that almost any obstacle can be overcome with the right operating instructions. She is an award-winning author of the book, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. 
Adele, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kingsley. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. So where in the world is Adele today? Well, I'm in a, a city called Markham, which is outside of Toronto, Ontario. So most people would know Toronto before they'd know Markham. Okay. <laughs> We're very close to the main city there. Awesome. So if someone should come to Markham, what would be a must-see or a must-do and a must-taste that you would recommend? Oh, interesting. Okay. So... Markham is probably known. We, we recently acquired a downtown Markham, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, in that downtown Markham, there is a very special carousel. And it's made with all of these different artists came together and they created different um, things that you can ride on. And they're extremely intriguing. So one thing I recommend is go visit that carousel if you're in downtown Markham. And must taste. Well, if you ever come to anywhere in Canada, beaver tails and poutine are what you have to explore. <laughs> I've never had beaver tails and poutine. Now, if that was like something that maybe uh, it is a steak type of thing, I mean, how, uh, what would you um, kind of liken that onto? Okay, so poutine is French fries with... Um, um, gravy and curds, so cheese curds on top. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that sounds like amazing. People say it is. I, I don't like it myself, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> each to his own. Beaver tails are sweet, they're a pastry, and they're shaped like a beaver tail. And they have icing and maple syrup typically Ooh. on top. So ah. really good. And those I love. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, kind of uh, charge into your sugar for the day. So that sounds great for any leader out there. Make sure you have that to start your day and you are like, you know, just shoot up to the, to the sky as far as your energy is concerned. But then you may have a drop later on. But that's you don't worry about those things now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say fast crash, kind of like that beaver tail coming down on the water. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's one of those things that we are able to, to be able to manage and have that self-awareness to know what we are able to do and manage and navigate ourselves through that. So really, um, that's a very interesting concept. So um, you mentioned that downtown Markham was recently acquired. Now, when you say that, what do, what do you mean like, recently acquired? What does that mean? Well, we didn't have a downtown before because ah. we weren't really a big enough city to have a downtown. And then as we grew, um, when I first moved here, which was 25 years ago, we we only had main streets, if you know what okay. I mean. <laughs> and then as we grew, we decided, oh, I guess the city decided we need a downtown. Mm. So they created part of our, a section of the city became downtown Markham. So some, someone had a vision and somehow by incorporating that, they thought it would be a great idea. So when I hear that, I find Adele that there's a, a leader somewhere, someone in leadership, or some you know, people that come together to make these decisions. So I figure that that is what they thought was best for Markham. So when you hear the word leader or leadership, what comes to your mind? I'm a thought leader. So basically, what that means is I bring new ideas into the world. So anytime I think of leadership, that's where my mind gravitates to. Who are those people who are introducing new concepts and um, really trying to shape the world in a different direction? Because Kingsley, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think the world needs reshaping right now. So <laughs> Very much so. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and as I see it, philosophy or ideas come first, and then uh, people will follow those ideas. So that's my idea of leadership. That's where I gravitate to. Is thought leadership something that is, is a common thing among, in your experience and work with um, other leaders and you know, the companies and so on? Do you find that many of the leaders that you interact with would, be, would come under that category of a thought leader? Um, is everyone that way, or what's your what's your experience on that? That's an interesting question. I think everybody has the capacity to be a thought leader. I think um, our brains are wired to create new ideas. Where you have highly creative brains. Um, I think some people, though, just gravitate more in that direction. So uh, thought leadership, to me, is the idea of taking your intellectual property to different markets, whereas most leaders want to niche or find a particular audience and go in that direction. And and neither way is right or wrong. It's just which way do you prefer, right? Um, So a thought leader is that person who thinks um they're they're more thinking up here ah, on this level okay. right yeah. and they're not so much subject matter well they are subject matter experts right. but they take that expertise mm-hmm. to different audiences so so someone who actually whoever came up with the idea of um acquiring downtown markham would probably be a, a thought leader because they had this overall vision and they saw that how that could fit into making markham a great more um you know uh, a place that is really attractive and so on, right? Would it be what you're describing? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then how to structure that downtown and who do you take that audience to and who do you take that message to? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, so it entails really some um, thoughtful approaches. It's, it, it entails that leader or those leaders sitting down and thinking through what it is that they want. And um, how important would that be for the workplace for leaders to – whether they may consider themselves thought leaders or not, but to be able to take the time to sit down and think things through before they start implementing things, because we see that happen so often. People just, you know, just have an idea and they push it out there, but no thought given to that. So what would you yes. say to that person who might need to do that, but find it hard or is just not wired that way, they may say to themselves? Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. Um you know, it's, it, the brain, the human brain is really interesting. And what we have done with leadership in comparison to how our brain works is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So let me just back up a minute because our brain doesn't work in terms of hierarchies. Mm-hmm. Um, when people looked at how to create artificial intelligence, uh, there was one scientist, and I apologize, I forgot his name right now. But what he did was he compared how we were trying to create artificial intelligence with how the brain is actually working. And what he determined was that our brain works in form of a heterarchy. And that may be a new term for any of your audience. But a heterarchy is, think of it as a fluid hierarchy. Okay. So um, leadership in the brain is not done by one central processing machine or one central processing part. It actually changes leadership depending on what needs you have in that particular moment. And as I see it, that is the next 
form of leadership that is needed. Our problems today in the world are huge, as, as we all know. And we're all facing too much complexity for one person to have the answers. And whether that's in a business or in your own entrepreneurship, or if you're trying to deal with a communal problem, it doesn't matter. So being able to fluidly pass that leadership to the next leader, depending on the needs of the time, of the moment, um, will be, I perceive, to be the next form of leadership that starts to arise. And we can start to see it now. There's a lot of collaboration that's happening globally. I mean, even you and I here on the yes. call, right? We're in totally different parts of the world. Yes. So this collaboration between people is starting to form this new form of leadership. It's tricky because the ego gets in the way of leadership, ah, yes. right? Yes. Once we've associated our, our patterns in, in our society, bring meaning to words and leadership has a lot of meaning when it comes to power. And that prevents us from passing that leadership fluidly, mm-hmm. depending on the needs of the group. So I think first we have to deal with that ego side of it, and then we can start to create this new leadership. You know, I, and see that I see that more even so in the millennial because they're more apt to that kind of leadership where it's collaborative, it's more joint ventures, it's more let us get this done rather than let me direct you and lead you to what needs to happen. So you're, you're speaking to, I, I think, the wider audience because the majority of the people who are employed today are millennials, right? So they have, I think they're more trying to get that. But what happened, I find they, they come up against a traditional leadership where this is my position. I am the leader and we are, right? <laughs> Exactly. Right. Absolutely. And, and so it becomes um, they have this conflict and there's a collision that takes place. So I'm wondering, Adele, if that person is finding themselves in that situation and they want to somehow kind of introduce this kind of leadership, what might be a way they might want to go about at least starting to do that? And uh, how would that look in that workplace? Great question. First place to start is internally. Mm-hmm. How do? What's your reaction in the face of a leader who won't let go of those reins, right? Um, how is that person influencing or causing you to react yourself? If you can own, I am the leader regardless of what position I hold or what title I have, then you're in a much better position to say, hey, you know, have you thought about this? this way of seeing things to the person who is in that leadership role and possibly softening the ego over there so that um, you can become more on an equal status. You know, I I love that. It's so interesting that you mentioned that, Adele, because, you know, I just, uh, one of my most recent um, episodes that I did about self-awareness or emotional self-awareness and starting with yourself. And I, I went on, I just kind of went on the limb of saying the most important leadership skill that you could ever have and and be able to develop is your emotional self-awareness. Here you are, in a sense, saying the place to start is start internally, start with yourself, because that is a key. If you don't have a check on yourself, you may mess things up because you are right. You, you don't manage your relationship well, don't manage yourself well, and things go, you know, go haywire, right? And, and so it's become very, very difficult. So I really like the fact that you went there. So my thought, I know you are very well researched and you're, you're an author, speaker, and so on. But I wonder, where did you get your start as far as that as a leader that maybe have influenced you or impacted your life in a way where you think that, man, if leadership should look anything like leadership, this is who 
who should you know this should who be that the epitome of leadership, right? Who might be that person, and why would you give that person a trophy or a reward for their leadership impact on your life? Great question. It's so hard to narrow it down yes. to just one, isn't it? Yes. Because we all stand on the backs of giants, yes. don't we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Matt Church in Australia. He he brings uh, he's created a method around thought leadership. He is one leader that I greatly admire. Um, he definitely comes with a different philosophy and a brand new way of seeing the world, which is take your intellectual property to different markets. Um, you know, personally, I've always gravitated towards the underdog, right? <laughs> the the Vincent van Goghs of the world, <laughs> the, the ones who never got their name out there until after they had died. <laughs> Those yes. are the people that I tend to stand on the backs of and go, yeah, I get it, you know, because it, it's... Um, it can be tricky in today's market in, in terms of leadership. It can be tricky to get a word out there. I mean, I'm, I myself am 10 years in the making. And <laughs> I'm now becoming an overnight success. Yeah, right. You know? exactly. <laughs> That's how it happens, right? <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> so, you know, to all of your audience, I say, hang in there. Like, like find... Those beacons of light who are um, your Vincent van Goghs and, and recognize that just because you may not be being heard today, it doesn't mean that your message isn't important and keep speaking it because it's needed. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because and, and I like the fact you went that route because you're right. We stand on the backs of so many people and it's, it's, it's hard. And, but there's sometimes what frames us is there's something that stands out. By because of that leadership that we have seen, experienced, and so on. But you have even gone a bit further because one of the things that you said, which I think I, I mentioned in our introduction, it's the idea it's all in your head. Because someone may say, okay, what you're saying, uh, Adele, you know, it's all in my head. Well, help me understand what does that mean? And when you say that, and you say it's maybe a good thing. So help me understand that. Yeah, great. Um you know, there's a fantastic book out there, and it's by Jeremy Lent, and it's called The Patterning Instinct, okay? And basically, what what he's talking about is our brain, we have an instinct, but it's not like an animal instinct, mm -hmm. right? Our instinct is to for the brain to create patterns. So what do we mean by patterns? Well, every word that we speak, you and I, comes with meaning. Everything that we see comes with meaning, and that meaning sits on top of the actual thing. So if I said the word gold, for example, you might think abundance and generosity, and somebody else might think greed and, and power and all of that stuff. And that meaning is unique to every person. So if we can get that our brain creates patterns and that those patterns drive our behaviors, drive our beliefs, drive our actions, then we can start addressing where the problem really lies. Because most people would say that the problem is out there in the situation, right? <laughs> but when we know that our brain is creating patterns and those patterns are bringing our actions, it's like, oh, okay, I'm working on the wrong thing. We need to stop working on correcting what's going on out there and start asking ourselves, what is my brain pattern that is causing that action? And patterns aren't good or bad. They just either work or they don't work. And if something doesn't work, then it's an opportunity to say, all right, I got to start with this pattern. I can deal with that out there later, but I've got to start first with what's going on in my head and what meaning I'm bringing to it. 
Does that answer your question? It, it, very, very much so. Because, you know, I, I um, part of the work that I do, my background is in psychotherapy. So when you're talking about the brain and about meaning, and one of the things I say sometimes, which I see happen in the workplace as well, is there the breakdown that takes place because how, like you said, it's um, every word comes with a meaning. So we put a meaning, we associate meanings to what we hear and, and, and our own interpretation of that. And sometimes that is a thing that leaders may f- uh, overlook or don't have the insight to realize that maybe they have heard something, maybe not the way it was actually intended, right? Or vice versa. And, and so they rush with that and cause great damage in the workplace and toxicity. People are leaving. People are just like upset and conflicts and all over the place, right? So if that person then really have to take a pause and realize that meanings are created and somehow maybe the meaning they have is not, as you say, right, how would a leader in a workplace noticing that this is happening and need to step back and start addressing this and trying to correct and make it better, help that leader with that idea of how to go about doing something like that? Yeah, great, great question. So um, knowing that it's all in our head is really powerful. (laughs) What I always tell a leader who's struggling with um, another person is they are not actually seeing that other person. What their brain has done is their brain has created a pattern for that other person that stands between them and that person. And if they can do if they can understand that, then they can start doubting, I'm going to say, every assumption that they're making about that other person. Because all they're seeing is their own reflection of what they believe they're seeing, right? So that puts that puts the sense of, of power back where it belongs. Yeah. It's in the person who created that image. It's not the other person's responsibility to deal with how they're being perceived or how they're communicating, right? <laughs> and then I always suggest, let's just remove that pattern. Let's stop trying to fix the the problem. Let's stop trying to communicate because that's just going to create more conflict. Mm -hmm. Let's instead just remove the pattern that you've created for this other person that is causing conflict in you. Mm -hmm. And that allows that that person to show up brand new again, right? Mm -hmm. For the very first time that this now leader is going to see this person in a totally new light. And they will hear them differently, too. And from there, they can start to build new forms of communication. So if there's conflict, think of it as a pattern. <laughs> you know, I, I like that framing. I like the way that you, you structure that um, answer, Adele, because I think that was so clear and how you kind of developed to where you get to. I can see visually as you described it, I could almost picture that workplace and that leader doing exactly what you just said and really could be a transforming um, a behavior or transformation that could take place in that workplace that really helps in all aspects because you have higher engagement when that is take is happening you have higher productivity and your best people are going to want to stay because you are creating this kind of environment for that suppose this leader recognize those things adele but he or she has an avoidance personality where they they would right, i i recognize it and and but i don't want to necessarily address it so they have an avoidance you know tendency or they are procrastinators who want to put things off because, uh, yeah, not today, tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes, right? So that person who has that personality and maybe struggling with that or feeling not competent or confident enough to do that, what you're saying, but they recognize that. Um, 
have that person then realize what may be the benefits of doing that and, and why they may not want to put it off or avoid doing something like what you just suggested? Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant question. Here's the answer. <laughs> if you're suffering, it's worth repatterning. Say that again. I love right? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're suffering, it's worth repatterning. It doesn't matter where the conflict arises. It doesn't matter if you think you're right or you think you're wrong or you think the other person's right. It makes no difference. If the if you're feeling uncomfortable, if there's any form of anxiety or upset or anger or fear or anything like that within you, then it is so worth it to just say, oh, it's a pattern and I can change that pattern. And then let the optimal pattern take care of what happens next. Because your brain, our brain has plasticity. And I don't know if your audience knows what that means, but it's constantly rewiring anyway. And so all you have to do is know that it's going to rewire and know that it's going to take care of you. We need to start to trust again our 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 patterning instinct, mm. our our intuitive capacity to create patterns and allow the subconscious to have its say. So yeah, if if a leader is if there's conflict anywhere, it's worth saying, "Wow, this isn't working for me." Mm-hmm. Forget about the other person. Who cares? I say be totally selfish. It's not working for me. I'm going to repattern it. <laughs> you know, I, I love that, and I, I think it's a great uh, quote. And actually, make sure you give Adele credit for this. It's a tweetable thing, and it's something you want to post. And make sure if you're suffering, it's worth repattering, pa- repatterning, because really, it's about you. And 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 if you're suffering and you don't do that, it's going to leak out. It's going to come out in your work. It's going to impact you at work and maybe at home and other relationship contexts. So I think it's really important that you address this and really find a way. And maybe, you know, someone like Adele or a coach or someone who can help you to actually make it happen because it's not something you're going to put off and it's not going to go away by itself, right? So I really like how you frame that. And I love the fact if you're suffering, it's worth repatterning. And it's important because it helps us realize it's an empowerment process and we can do something about it. And our brain will allow us to rewire, as you said, to that end. So um, and the one thing you have written in your book called Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, because what you're really talking about here to me is an empowerment process. Is empowerment empowering that leader, but also creating an empowering environment. So, this book you wrote, what led you to write this book, and um, who's it for, and how did this come about? Great. So, um, what caused me to write it is, I, I was I've been in the personal development industry for oh gosh, thirty thirty five years, something like that. And for the first ten years that I, I was doing this, I noticed that. People would set goals, and we were following all the so-called traditional instructions out there. Set a goal, understand the steps you need to take. You'll eventually get to that goal. If you don't, it's your mindset. Think positive, blah, 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 blah. But I noticed that only some of us were reaching that goal, and many people were dropping off and quitting and running away and couldn't do it and beating themselves up in the process. And I went, there's something wrong with our instructions. There's got to be, right? <laughs> because I could see that all of my clients, I could see I, we were all doing exactly what we were told we should do, and we still weren't baking it, right? So I went, okay. I, I, I took myself back to university. I got my master's, and I said, I don't really want to understand how the human brain thinks. That, that was my, my, my motivation for learning. And what I uncovered really transformed everything. The way that 
the way that I and my clients do life is just totally different because once we understand that it is just patterns, that our brain just creates patterns, that we add that meaning, then we know that the only thing we need to do is remove that pattern. Let the brain take care of what it does best, which is patterning. And all we have to do is get ourselves out of, the, out of our way. And how we do that is by removing that internal pattern. And once, once that became clear, I went, everybody needs to know this. So I put it down in a book and I, put it, I give it away for free. All I ask is that everybody pays shipping, but you can have the book for free because I really want everybody to have this message. I know this world needs to be transformed and the people in it are suffering and it's unnecessary. It can be effortless and it can be easy and it can be in the way your brain is designed. You just need a technique to do it. You know, I think that um, you mentioned about those four steps that you outline in the book, right? Is there um, are the steps like uh, progressive? Are they kind of um, sequential or they stand alone? And what are those four steps? If you want, don't mind us sharing those um, four steps. Just a brief idea about what those steps are. Yeah, of course. They're definitely progressive. You, you've got to do one, two, three, four. Okay. You can't just take them independently um but the first thing to do is identify the pattern itself so if if your audience can think of themselves as an iceberg the easiest way to think of Mm -hmm. the human being at the top of the water are all of our actions all of our behaviors all of our beliefs everything we do think say um is lives up there under the water inside Mm -hmm. the deep regions of our brain is where those patterns lie Right. So the first thing to do is identify the pattern itself. And a pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion and thought. When the three aspects of our being come together, they cause a pattern in the brain. And so we start there. Let's identify what's actually going on. Let's get rid of all that meaning out there (laughs) and just say, what am I feeling and what am I thinking and where do I feel that in the body? Great. The next step is to own that as a pattern. Like I said before, we keep working on the outside as if that's going to fix things. But if we can flip that switch and say, that's my pattern, I own that. Right? Now you become more empowered. Now you can actually do something about it, which is awesome. Then the third step is to deconstruct the pattern. It's to pull it apart. Let's let's get tease apart that pattern in the brain. Let's let's take that channel and just gently tease it apart and let the brain repattern. And then the fourth step is trust because we have to start to retrust our subconscious to take us in the direction we want to go. So when we use these four steps, and they do take a little time to learn, I, I teach it over a six-week period, but when we know how to use these four steps, it's remarkable what we can achieve. Truly, truly remarkable. And, and um, you know, I appreciate the fact that you have also mentioned this, that the book is available for free. And so you just heard Adele share the four steps, identifying the identify the pattern, own the pattern, deconstruct the pattern and trust. And if you're interested, which I, I know you are by what you just heard, you can go to shifts, shift four steps dot com. So it's S-H-I-F-T, the number four, steps.com, and you'll be able to get the book there as, um, as well. And so, and you can also find Adele on her own website at adelespragon.com. It's A-D-E-L-E-S-P-R-A-G-G-O-N.com because you want to make sure you follow and get these 
um, get more about what Adele is sharing. And she uh, offers webinars around this so you can get some help in that regards as well. And so I love this fourth test because it really talks about empowerment. And I think it's so essential to know that there's something that we can do about it. We don't have to wait for it to come to us. We can go and become more proactive, which is what you're suggesting here and um, for a person to do. So that person then who now decides to do that and even want to know more about the webinars that you do, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like and how that um, is, how that's, um, that's done. Sure. I offer weekly webinars and they're welcome to jump in. They're free. Um, and they'll give them a good introduction to patterns and a good understanding of how the brain works and, and the the latest in neuroscience. And don't worry, I keep it really simple. <laughs> <laughs> But just in order to understand, oh, okay, this brain of ours is a lot more powerful than we give it credit. And it will it will definitely take you in the direction you want to go once you know how to use it in the way it's designed. So, yeah, jump into a webinar. Um, you can sign up. They're offered at different times. Okay. So just click on the time that works for you. And, yeah, I'll see you there. And I'm there live. So we usually talk for about 45 minutes. And then I open it up to questions and uh, have a lot of fun. And, and so the webinar will be at uh, the shift4steps.com or it's Adele or it's both places that could find the webinar. Uh, you can go, if you go to shift4steps.com, there's two buttons there. One is to get my book and one is to sign up for a webinar. Oh, awesome. And you're welcome to do both. Awesome. So they're both in the same website. No, that's great. And so again, it's shift4steps.com, S-H-I-F-T, the number four, steps.com. And you can access and get the free copy of the book, but also a free webinar as well. Make sure you go and, and connect with um, Adele. So Adele, as we're coming to or as the end here, one of the things I want you to think about before we wrap it up um, is um, I'm going to ask you in a few moments is how would you like to be remembered? Okay. And you can think about that for a second. But also, um, if we had not covered any one thing that you thought was very essential for us to have actually mentioned in our interview today, you can have this moment to really briefly share about that. And then you can answer the question, how would you like to be remembered after? Oh, that's what a beautiful question. (laughs) Okay, let let me me answer the first one first. one of the things that I see is is increasingly growing today in today's world is anxiety. Oh, yeah. And one thing that I want to say is that that anxiety is uh, we're, we're, we're entering what is called a culture of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's when fear is not directed towards anything that we can hold on to and grasp, but it's just across the board. Um. If anybody's struggling with anxiety, I highly recommend that you really get my book because um, I really want to support that person who is struggling today. It's it's so unnecessary, and I, I know that it's real to that person, and I'm not dismissing it. But once we understand patterns, there is a deep, deep sense of inner peace that will grow just from understanding how the brain works and being able to use it. So... Yeah, I hope that helps your audience. How do I want to be remembered? Wow, <laughs> what a great question. Um, you know, I, I always say I'm the messenger. Mm. <laughs> I am not the message. So how I want to be remembered is if this message spreads, if we can get this out there, Kingsley, and thank you so much for helping me spread this message, that in itself would be the best way that I could be remembered. You know, I, I love that, the messenger. I, that's such a beautiful way to, are you really, you know, 
it, at, as I listened to you and interacted with you, you're truly a messenger. You're really taking a message out there and a very pertinent and timely message, especially in the world we're living in today. So I think this could never have been more timed, uh, well-timed. So yes, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and thank you also for referencing the anxiety that is happening. You know, I, do, I see this so often, almost every single day I deal with clients who are, that's one of the central things that we work around is anxiety and depression. So that's really an interesting, you know, I'm glad you mentioned your book being available to address that as well. And um, you have a message. So I want to say thank you on behalf of the Kinsey Grant uh, Show audience for taking the time to be with us today and downloading such great information and great value. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Kingsley. And keep doing what you do. It's, it's super important. So thank you for that. Thank you. And there you have it, my friend. You have just heard Adele. Wow. I, I use the word wow to describe what you just shared with us. I, I, I hope you are feeling the same way I, I, am, I am in listening to this interview. As she walks us through, like a masterclass presentation, how the brain works, but not just the science of the brain and how it works and, you know, and, and that's it. But no, how does it work for you as a leader, as an aspiring leader, as one who struggles because you want to see things differently? I love the part that she shared when it came to what you need to do if you're in an environment that somehow what you're envisioning, envisioning as leadership is not happening. And I won't actually say much more about that because I want to hear from you what was the most helpful part of this interview. Adele would love to also hear from you. And one of those ways is to get her book. It's free. And join her webinar. It's free. Those are ways you can communicate how helpful this interview was to you. But also, you can interact with us and through email or through a comment or question on social media. And you can leave us a, a, the show a review and rating at Apple Podcast or wherever else you listen to your, your, uh, your podcast, but mainly Apple Podcast because that's where a majority of the listening takes place. And I'm not discounting any other platforms. It's just simply saying, wherever you listen to, please leave a rating and a review. I would really appreciate that. And my friend, thank you so very much for taking the time to listen. And make sure that Adele hears from you. Make sure you join her webinar, get her book, and actually learn how to deal with some of those things on your own so you can be empowered to become the better leader or the best version of a leadership that you want to become or of a leader, what am I saying? Become the best version of a leader that you have envisioned becoming. So I know you're on your path, and this is one more way to help you to do that. Now, like we've always said, Adele mentioned how she wanted to be remembered as a messenger. Well, you can be a messenger today by inspiring someone. And again, Kingspire is simply saying you're inspiring people to find hope. You're inspiring people in their own lives because of something you heard on the Kings of Grand Show, and that's Kingspiring. So would you go and Kingspire someone today? Do a Kingspiring act today. And if you do, I would love to hear what you've done. So you have many ways to interact with us. 
Now, my friend, we've come to the end of this episode. And as we always do, we put this show back into the vault and then say our goodbye. So here we go. Here we go. There it is. Now that this show is safely tucked away into the vault at the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, I can safely make my exit and say goodbye. With that said, my friend, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.